One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's uh, week 15. It's in the mm. books, man. God damn. God damn. Crazy ass week. God crazy ass week. <laughs> It is a crazy week, man. I feel good. Uh, my team uh, came out and dominated another bad team. Hmm. Yeah, I do. wish I could say the same. Yeah, I thought both our teams were going to dominate bad teams, but you had a bad uh, outing. That will, unfortunately, we'll talk about it. <clears> hmm. <throat> yeah, but it's um. It the other thing is that it's almost Christmas, y'all. Hmm. It feels like I got I got my tree up. Mm-hmm. Same too. I, I yeah. bought a I bought a, a, all the gifts have have been bought. I just haven't had time to wrap anything yet. <laughs> uh, but I think that shit starts today. Oh, well, we gonna, do like uh, a, after. Uh, oh, go ahead. After uh, after today, I think I'm gonna flip into Christmas mode, like for real, like full on Christmas. My inner, my inner Santa will emerge. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did a. Uh, we had our Christmas, like the family Christmas get together already. That we do where we do the, uh, you know, have some Christmas food and everybody. We play like a. You bring your your gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have the Christmas gift game, you know. So what, we did that. What do you already. mean? It, you did it all. Already, yeah, we do a thing on Christmas Day, but we always do a family thing when everybody can get together like a week before. Normally, mm. so we did that, and um, we had the Christmas exchange game, and it's like mm. you roll the dice and all of that shit. Right, and it was fun. Uh, I got a I got a candle holder that looks like a bong, so I made the joke <laughs> that it looked like a bong, and then it got weird. And then everybody was like, "What do you mean a bong?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this for said, uh, marijuana? <laughs> a thing to smoke weed with, and <laughs> exactly. then the whole room is just like crickets. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody acting like they never went to college. Uh, I was the same it, when I first moved here. I moved here directly from California, where weed jokes were not only acceptable; they uh, were kind of encouraged. expected. and you try to tell we or or like you know i also i moved here at a time where i before i realized that there were certain rules of swedish conformity that need to be followed in order to avoid um awkward situations um Mm -hmm. but prior to learning that i (laughs) i was always of the mind that like i'm gonna be me yeah 
I'm going to be me everywhere I go. And not I don't think it's, I don't think it's weird to say like, Oh, sometimes I like to smoke weed instead of drinking. Like, I just thought yeah. that was kind of like, what's up? That's normal. <laughs> and then uh, it's like, nah, not here. Yeah. No, nah, it's, uh, <laughs> you will be frowned upon, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be yeah. like, oh, oh, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> it gets awkward. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look at you like yeah, you're some uh, kind of a fucking heroin addict. Yeah. Man, did this dude just did this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sick Negro. <laughs> <laughs> He's a habitual line stepper. Mm -hmm. Or even more. Come on out, you rapist. Oh, I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> this is just different. It's different. <laughs> Is it? It kind of look at you the same. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, it's like I didn't I just smoke the, the joint, man. I ain't raping nobody. Uh, <laughs> but to get started on the week, man, we had really big development thanks mm. to the Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't do an emergency pod. It felt like we needed to, because I, I, I actually disagree. <laughs> yeah. What do yeah, we need to do point. an emergency pod for something that we knew was going to happen anyway? Yeah. Right. Writing was like on this the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, after the Raiders dropped sixty-three points on the Chargers, Brandon Staley gets fired twenty-four hours later. I texted you that, given the forty-two to nothing halftime score, I thought he should have <laughs> been fired right in the locker room. Yeah. And then I read like a few days later. Apparently, Richard Sherman agreed because i heard that he said the exact same thing like on the amazon broadcast at halftime like this guy shouldn't even be allowed to come out of the locker room for the second Ooh. half i was like damn that is <laughs> like it's one thing for me to say it out here in the uh, midst of nothingness but uh, you're getting called out on amazon prime halftime show that's pretty by crazy Sherman, man. oh man well i mean they had to do it he gave them no choice and uh, the Raiders, who scored zero points, scored 63. And it's just all type of records broken. And mm. it was a fitting exit for one Brandon Staley, who's now mm. set his team up to test, to really test the theory of uh, Coach Fired victory mm -hmm. next week. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when the time comes. But uh, I got nothing to say about this game except for at least it got Brandon Staley out of there. I think that was a good thing. Um, I really liked, uh, I, I, the only thing I have to say is that I, obviously the chargers were a total no show, but I really love how the interim head coach for the Raiders, uh, Pierce, mm -hmm. I love how he was just like, we are not taking our foot off the gas. Yeah. We are going to crush these people and we're going <laughs> to break their souls. Yeah. Uh, he was like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to knock their dicks in the dirt. And we're gonna beat them until they can't see straight. And they did um, it. And we're gonna get my man, former Bulldog Zamir White, into the end zone for a touchdown, baby. Let's go. That's my guy right there. I didn't. I did not expect that. I did not expect. His nickname. His nickname in Georgia was Zeus. So every time he would score a touchdown, the whole crowd goes Zeus. Fucking love that guy. I like um, that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the Raiders, good job. Thank you for uh, throwing 
Brandon Saley out of our lives for the rest of the season. That's a great gift, I think. How how about the Bengals Vikings with an overtime thriller? Did you did you the, have that on your bingo card? No, sir, I did not. Um, <laughs> and this one was weird because um, I mean the Vikings were rolling. Yeah, the Bengals looked like they were struggling throughout most of yeah. the first half, but then you had these two red zone turnovers by. <laughs> we forgot to we buried the lead. Nick Mullins was the starting quarterback for the Vikings <laughs> in this game, uh, and eventually Big Lou and Arumo and yeah. his boys. They just got better as the game went on. Yeah, because um, the offense only had three points going into the fourth quarter. Exactly, it, it, which it makes the the second half performance of Jake Browning just that much more impressive. Yeah. Um, and also considering they lost Jamar Chase in this game, who mm. appears to be slated to miss some time. It, it, I think he may have dislocated his shoulder. Mm. Um, <clears throat> this is a massive wasted opportunity for the Vikings, uh, yep. especially considering how well their backup running back Ty Chandler played mm-hmm. in this game rushing for well over a hundred yards. Jordan Addison, six, uh, yeah. six for one, one eleven, I think two yeah, touchdowns, yeah. uh, on top, on top of that, the Vikings D obviously, I mean, they racked up four sacks in this game. I mean, they played really well. Um, the two, pe- the two picks were terrible. One was right into the hands of Mike Hilton, uh, at the goal line. Uh, and the other was even more embarrassing with Nick Mullins being sacked, trying to throw a bo- the ball away. And he basically just handed it yeah. to BJ right Hill, who, yeah, who, was who was the guy sacking him. Um, he threw a pick six in this game too, but it got called back because of a Bengals penalty. I mean, he just, yeah. he, he completely unraveled in the second half. Pick um, Mullins. <clears throat> yeah. But Browning, obviously he stepped up again and delivered. I, I keep waiting for this guy to fall apart. To his credit, the dude is nails, yeah. absolute nails in the clutch. And I don't know. The last thing that I think is worth mentioning in this game is that T. Higgins touchdown catch, which was just not from oh my this, god this universe. My god, <laughs> was, if you haven't seen it, people, you got to go back and watch this thing. I mean, it's just no, yeah, it's crazy. Those of you that are those of you that are Patreon subscribers. That was the moment. That touchdown was the moment when the over under busted and we lost our mm. bet. And I was like, "It's worth it." <laughs> you, te- yeah, you texted me. You were like, "That's a hell of a way for us to lose that bet." <laughs> and it was. Amazing. It was like something. It was like something out of the Matrix, like the way yeah. he caught it and then like swung his arm back. It's just I can't describe yeah, it. Movie. Just go watch it was it, like people. Disney it's, movie worthy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was dope. Yeah. It was a really good. We got a good game from these two teams, though. That was good. It's fun. How'd Mitch Trubisky do? Was he good? <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know what they do, man. He's so no, he's re- so frustrating to watch. No, but I that 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 headlines out this morning. Trubisky oh, is that? benched. Oh, for um, uh, so, but then they got Mason Rudolph. Oh my God. That's, Mason Rudolph is going to start if Kenny Pickett is not good to go. That's the headline. I need a a Three Stooges sound effect for the uh, for their quarterback room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and the Steelers had this one kind of in their grasp early. It, yeah. it was a 
Mitch Trubisky touchdown followed by a block punt uh, by Hayward, which led to a Deontay Johnson touchdown. And the Steelers were up 13 to nothing very early in this game, in part because they missed the, the extra point on on one of those touchdowns. But then the Minshew magic kicked in, man. Yeah, man. That dude threw they were like two the touch- Undertaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two TD passes, one to Zach Moss, the uh, other one to uh, uh, DJ Montgomery to take this fourteen to thirteen lead into the half, and then and then they just kind of wrestled the game away from them in the second half. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty impressive performance in the second half, especially considering that they lost Zach Moss in this game to mm-hmm. I think some sort of an arm injury. Yeah. Um, and these two backup running backs who nobody's ever heard of, Trey Sermon, Tyler Goodson. Nope. Um, I mean, they just ran it right down their throats for the rest of the game. Um, it was really, really impressive. Um, they're a weird team, the Colts. They just refuse man. to go away. Shane Steichen, man. These he, rookie uh, coaches, this rookie <clears throat> coach class. Pretty impressive. I'm actually starting to think that Shane Steichen is probably going to win Coach of the Year. Nah. Considering what he lost at the beginning of the season and what they've been able to do without the quarterback. Hey man, coach I, of the Year. I'm not saying he deserves it. I'm just saying that that's, that's the narr- the rookie coach who loses his starting quarterback and still manages to make the playoffs, if they do that, he has a very good chance of winning Coach of the Year, whether he deserves it or not. Okay, I I, I I get that. I just don't think any coach is doing better than Kevin Stefanski. Better than who? Stefanski, the coach of the Browns. Mm, that's a good point. No coaches. He he lost Nick Chubb. What game two? Game one. Then he lost. Mm. He lost Chubb. <laughs> he lost Watson. Mm. He lost the offensive line. <laughs> he mm-hmm. lost some. I forget how many uh, starters they, they lost, and they are still in the hunt. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a fair fair point as well. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's been coach of the year, though, a that's couple true. years ago. That's and probably then, why he won't get it, though. And then he sh- shat the bed the next year. Hmm. Speaking of coach of the year, Dan Campbell. Hmm. <laughs> he reminded us that that team is high-powered offense playing against the Broncos, who were on a streak, man, and they just put an end to that streak, uh, 42-17. Jared Goff rips off a five-touchdown night and absolutely mm. eviscerates the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing – There was I saw an interview with Dan Campbell in the days leading up to this game – um, and he said that his former coach and mentor, Sean Payton, you know, he, he played under oh, Sean yeah. Payton for a number of years and also was an mm-hmm. assistant coach under mm-hmm. Sean Payton, has an enormous amount of respect for him, credits Sean Payton for pretty much his whole career. Um, he said, we got to be on our game because he's going to come in here and he's going to try to embarrass us because that's just who he is. That's how he coaches. Um, the Lions have obviously well. been struggling as of late, a little inconsistent. Um, Goff especially 
has been turning the ball over a lot lately. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a fear of embarrassment or just the fact that they collectively realized it was time to pull their heads out of their asses, but the lions were the embarrassers, not the embarrassees. Uh, in this one, they came out and spanked that Broncos ass. Um, and made and then, true. What did they make hmm. true? Jonathan Rollins, bold prediction. What was your bold prediction? I don't remember. That Jared Goff was going to get inside from uh, from the cold weather. Mm. And was going to have a bounce back game and have four touchdowns. I said 300 yards, four touchdowns, bounce back performance. And uh, Damn. Uh, yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, that was my bold prediction <clears throat> last week. It was a slow start. After a scoreless first quarter, the Lions, I mean, they dropped a hammer scoring 21 points before heading into the locker room at halftime. Um, and then they came out and just continued to bitch slap the Broncos with another <laughs> 21 in the second half. Uh, everybody was on point. I mean, Jameer Gibbs had 100 yards and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, Oof. 112 yards and a touchdown. Sam Laporta. Rookie tight end. They got studs over 50, there. 56 yards receiving and three motherfucking touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs. That's got to be my favorite trio of weapons. Mm. It's up there with the 49ers, man. Because mm. mm-hmm. I love the way Jameer Gibbs runs. Of course, it's not McCaffrey good, but they're just fun, man. And they play hard like that and physical. Mm. Yeah. I think the problem with the Lions is is really it's usually that their defense is so inconsistent. Yeah. Um. To you know, in this game, they obviously played really well. Um. But who they're going to be in the next game, I have no idea. So, look. All that aside, the Lions are going to the playoffs for the first time in God knows when. Um. And maybe they win a playoff game. Maybe they don't. But. It's a very promising team. I mean, you, you've yeah. given Detroit fans who have had very little to root for, uh, some of them probably in their entire lifetime. Yeah. Um, and now you have a good football team with a really good coach, so congrats to them. Uh, what do you think about their division rival, Chicago? I don't usually think about them very much, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I will say is that the way this game ended was just bonkers. Uh, yeah. That Hail Mary that gets batted right into the lap of Darnell Mooney, who bobbles it and somehow manages to kick it back up into the air into the hands of the Browns defender <laughs> to end the game. Man. Uh, no, I would. I, I, all of me wanted to blame Justin Fields because this always happens. They get down, and then he can't get them to generate any points at the end. Mm. He can't read the defense. He's just kind of running around. But scrambling won't help you because everybody's looking at you. Mm. He can't win the game like that, so then he has to do it with his arm. And But I couldn't because they kept dropping the ball. Mm. They were dropping the ball. like uh, He was making some good passes and stuff. I don't know, man. I'm wondering about him, which uh, brings me to my question I got for you. Mm. How is this? Kyle Shanahan. No, I'm just kidding. What team <laughs> will Justin Fields play for next year? 
Well, actually, I'm going to answer both of those questions. In part, it is Kyle Shanahan's fault because he had the opportunity to draft Justin Fields and instead he took mm. Trey Lance. So oh. there's that. There's there's that. Um, mm. Next year, where will Justin Fields play? Um, that's a really good question. I don't think he'll play for the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think there's a fairly good chance he might play for the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. And I'm not necessarily saying that because that's something that I want. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of buzz, a lot of articles, um, mm. a lot of, um, you know, he's a hometown guy. Atlanta is obviously lacking a competent quarterback. Um Oops. And I don't know if I don't I don't necessarily think Justin Fields is the answer, but I think I'm not entirely sure where I don't think the Falcons are going to land in a place in the draft that will allow them to draft one of those stud quarterbacks coming out this year. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be just outside of the bubble where it would be unless, of course, they decide to trade up, which is possible. But something tells me they're going to miss out on the on the good quarterback in the draft. Mm. So I think there's a fairly decent chance that they'll kick the tires on, to see if they can make a move to get Justin Fields. Mm. Man, I hope they don't get, uh, get pantsed for that. <clears throat> but uh, he's, from, uh, he's from, he's from Kennesaw, Kennesaw, Georgia, actually. So he's from, no, I mean, about, I hope they don't get fleeced like how, uh, he yeah. got fleeced for talking. Yeah. Yeah. But you got you gotta have the a low price though, for real. They should be happy to get if they get like a second or third round pick. The Bears. Agreed. Um, I'm continue to be just like amazed at how the Browns continue to eke out these yes. wins. Um obviously it's all about their defense, um, which continues to produce turnovers. Um but this one could have gone either way, especially considering the fact that Flacco threw three picks on his own. <laughs> one pick um, six. Yeah, it was – this was obviously his shakiest performance. But he really – he's fine. I, I don't know. It's kind of fun to see that he's out there still doing it. They um, called him Joe Cole back when he was uh, with the Ravens because they say he doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't get flustered or whatever. And it, it was he obvious. Has, I mean, he has a pretty nice cover two beater as well. He, yeah, he can man. really he can really float him in there. Um you can tell he's been around. Yes. Um and they needed him to win this game because the Browns could not run the ball at all. They had only 29 total rushing yards in this game. So this one was all on Flacco. Uh and obviously there were some ups and there were some downs, but when you have a defense that good, you know, you can afford to make some mistakes. Yeah, and the Bears defense, we thought they were going to be kind of I don't know. They they've been, they look good. They look They've been good. getting they've been they've been looking better lately. Yeah. Um Eberflus trying to save his job. <laughs> too little too I late. think I think they need to move on from Eberflus. I think it's time. Yeah. They need to get Brandon Staley in there. He's available. Yeah, that's true. I should go get him. <laughs> uh the Falcons played the Panthers. And uh, the Bucks played the Packers. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Look, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this game. We really don't. Seven to nine was the final mm. score. Okay. 
the Falcons just lost to a one-win team despite the defense not giving up a touchdown. To me, this is criminal negligence, a fireable offense. Desmond Ritter, stick him in a rocket ship and fire him off to the sun as far as I'm concerned. Game on the line, up by one point. Just like, like you're in the red zone. So bad. He managed to protect the ball all day in the pouring rain. It's out of the pocket. And it and it's like he suddenly remembered that he forgot to throw a fucking pick. <laughs> Why is he even allowed to pass this late in the game when you're already in field goal range and and you can go up by four and and force it like and then you would force the Panthers to have to do something they haven't been able to do all day, which is score a touchdown. It, it makes no sense to me. Um, I. I watched the Arthur Smith press conference after the game and it's very interesting because most of the year he's been pretty testy with the press. Mm-hmm. Um, little attitude. Mm. Yeah. This press conference, Arthur Smith looked like a man who was ready to step in front of a moving train. Oof. Beaten, beaten down. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into it, I guess, at some point. But yeah, he he is expected to keep his job, barring a late season collapse. I kind of think that losing to a one win Panthers team—it's kind of a collapse—qualifies. Yeah. Um, it's at least a faint. We have an eleven percent chance to make the playoffs, but it, it's like at this point, I don't even want to make the playoffs because making the playoffs means, at best, you're going to get what fourteenth or fifteenth or sixteenth pick in the draft. I don't, playoffs? Don't talk about that. playoffs. You kidding and, me? And, and likely you're going to play either Dallas or Philadelphia in the first yeah. round. So, not interested. Um. Anyway, let's move on. I don't want to. I got other things to say about them later. So I we can move <laughs> on to the Bucks, who beat the Packers thirty-four to twenty, and look like a team that actually wants to win the dumpster yeah. fire division of the NFC South. Yeah. Baker Mayfield like had a perfect. Baker Mayfield had literally a perfect passer rating in this game. It's probably his best wow. game as of last year. Um, but the story of this game, besides the terrible, t- terrible defensive performance by the Packers, yeah. um, was Rashad White, who continues to roll week after week in this offense. Man, uh, I, I I was like, whoo, when he put that move on old boy <laughs> off of that little Texas route. Oh, my mm. God. Him oh and uh, Chris Godwin, who finally had a game mm-hmm. after being yeah. kind of non-existent for much of the year, goes 10 for 155. Mm. Um, and then, of course, White Gino, as I said, four touchdown passes. <laughs> uh, and he just had all the time in the world to stand back in the pocket. like And, and the number of like long, like second, mm-hmm. second and 18, third and 20, like – and yeah. the Packers just just let him have it. It was just they wrote me off. I ain't right back though. For me, this is like I don't want to take anything away from Baker because he played really well. But for me, this defensive performance by the Packers was embarrassing. Yeah, at Lambeau, mind you. What are you doing? Mm. Lafleur might be on a hot seat. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was uh they they look like the team that deserves to be in the playoffs from that division. Agreed. 
I agree. And the Packers look like they're just not ready. Yeah, they're a year, at least a year away from being mm. interesting. But them Texans, talk about coach of the year. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, come on, man. It ain't spiking. It's uh, another uh, – that AFC South is about to have some heavy-hitting coaches, man. It's it, Texas remains won. how he is, and then you got Vrabel, and then yeah. you got D'Amico. It's a good point. Texans won this 19-16 to in overtime. The Titans blew it like a porn star in a big spot, losing to the <laughs> Case Keenum – Led yeah. Texans. Case, I'm going to say it again. Case Keenum. Okay. What do we, what, what, why, how? And, <laughs> and wearing the Oilers throwbacks. Yeah, man. Did them dirty. Like as an insult yeah. to all these Texans fans. Yeah. You know, it, and even cold. like what Vrabel came out dressed up like Bum Phillips with a cowboy hat. From the Oiler days, the old Oilers coach, he used to always stand on the sidelines with a Cowboys hat. He did all that stuff. Like, yeah, this ain't Halloween, man. It's mm-mm. a football game. And on a day where they were honoring my childhood hero, Mr. Billy White Shoes Johnson, mm. this is the performance they put in. Shame. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have that sound anymore. We used to have that on the soundboard. <laughs> Singletary had a great game, 26 for 121. Noah Brown did a great job filling in for mm-hmm. Nico Collins. Um, and D'Amico Ryans had that Texas defense just swarming. They sacked yes. Levis seven times. Yeah, nearly under duress. Nearly broke him in half at one point. Yeah. He had to leave the game for a little while. And they held Derrick Henry mm. to nine total Yards. Nine. This feels like the whole year, though, man. It seems like every week we're like, and then Derrick Henry only had, you know what I mean? Yeah. And his fall off has happened. Good we question will be, it. where does he wind up next year? I think he's going to be uh, one of those players that gets brought brought in on some team when there's an injury. I feel like he could still be a really relevant running back for a good football team. Like, think, look at a guy like Tampa? we're going to get the – well, we're going to get to this in the next game, but your guy Raheem Mostert. Here's a guy who's 30 – Raheem Mostert's 31 years old, um, yeah. and he's absolutely lighting up the league, leading the league in rushing touchdowns this year. I don't see any reason why Derrick Henry couldn't do that on a different team. I still think Derrick Henry has something to offer. I just think he needs uh, to be on a better football team. That's what I think. Yeah, maybe a different scheme, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it's hard to – He's a he's kind of a tank though. He's looking looking for contact. I know, but like, if he plays for a team that has an offensive line that can open up a fucking hole for him, yeah, that true. tank. Once you get Still him through, once yeah. you get him through to the second level, you know, this is a man who could still run you over. Yeah, man. Imagine if the Eagles got him. Hmm. <laughs> Where what were the there were rumors that he was going to get traded bef- at some point? Yeah, I remember that. And who? Oh, it was the Ravens. Remember? Ooh. There was like a, a team like, like a, that, man. Oh man, I don't know oh, if it, it was, was scarier a, after mm? this week. Is Buffalo? Because mm. <laughs> they decided to run the ball this week. We'll talk about that too. But hey, Buffalo's found their running back 
We're going to talk about him in a minute. Yeah, 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 of course we will. <laughs> yeah, we better even fucking back up the grapefruit truck, motherfucker. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, first things first, we'll get to the uh, the Miami Dolphins who had a get-right game against the Jets. And boy, did they get it right. 30-0. to zero, mm. uh, in, It was in Miami. It was a full stadium. I've noticed that. It's been full earlier than normal. Normally, it mm. fills up, you know, early second quarter, but... They're ready, man. And uh, Miami didn't have to do much, man. Tool was 21 for 24, 224 yards. Mostert just did what he does, find the end zone. He's got a nose for it. And Jalen Waddle stepped into the Tyreek Hill uh, role, and it fit him. He He was going off. He would have had even more yards if it weren't for a holding call that took away another big play. But Mm. he got behind the defense like Hill does, smoked them. They're supposed to be uh, top corners in the league. It was just not even close. Mm-mm. Miami was we were flipping back and forth from red zone because we knew Tua wasn't even going to play the whole game and he didn't. Mm. Mike A. White came out against his old team. <laughs> so Raheem Mostert breaks the franchise record, yeah, for rushing touchdowns, and also managed to score more touchdowns this year than he scored in his entire career. Wow. Uh, up until this season, he's always um, been a committee back, man. He has more touchdowns than like I think four or five entire football teams. Definitely the Jets. They said, it. including yeah. the Jets. Yeah, um, the Jets were a joke. Uh, yeah. It took them forever to cross midfield, and when they did, Trevor Simeon threw a pick. I thought that was hilarious. Um, they were like oh the Jets they cut to him on red zone and they're like oh the Jets have finally uh, was it Scott Hanson was like oh the Jets just crossed midfield for the first time in this game and uh, Trevor Simeon dropped back to Pat oh he threw a pass (laughs) (laughs) man Brandon Jones man that's another player that was drafted by the Dolphins two picks in this game Simeon was playing because Zach Wilson got knocked out with a concussion. I, at first, I thought he was benched, but then I saw he got whacked in the head. Yeah, um, he was getting beat up, man. He had a, he got a sack sacked, fumble. He got sacked by three people at the same time, and on his way down, yeah. he got a knee like right in the face. And you yeah. know, so yeah, great job by the Dolphins. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, then the Giants, Tommy DeVito, is mm. ready. Come out mm. and uh, oh, by the way, flip them, pick them. Your boy, it was eleven to five this week. Just throwing it out there. I'm coming back, man. I'm on your. That's deal. true. Whip my ass this week. Yeah, and this was uh, another. Well, this was a game that we thought. No, you picked the upset here, right? <laughs> I called the upset. I was 100 percent wrong. Um, <laughs> I was on the Tommy DeVito train. Mm-hmm. Um, never left the station. Tommy DeVito rolled into the Big Easy and got pants by the Saints defense who were out here disrespecting this motherfucker, sacked him seven times, and every time the Saints would celebrate with the Italian hand gesture like this. <laughs> you brought it on yourself, man. I mean, it's like, what do you expect? Um, oh, Derek in Carr, that in that Jets yeah. game, Dolphins Jets, uh-huh. uh Quinn and Williams uh got a sack and he got up and did the waddle dance. And on the next <laughs> The next offensive play, Waddle gets a big 60-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, Be careful. Poke the bear. Yeah, Be he poked careful. the bear. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, but continue. Derek Carr had the kind of day that the Saints fans couldn't possibly complain about, but probably will anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> Why is 20, that? Because they complain about everything. Uh, Twenty. I mean, they're like literally in the hunt to win this division, and they can't stop complaining about their football team because they're just they're just the worst. Um, <laughs> twenty three for twenty eight, two hundred eighteen yards, three touchdown passes. But obviously, the story of this game was the defense. They just choked the Giants out. Yeah. Um, no touchdowns, of course. Um, but they. I don't think they even allowed the Giants to get into the red zone in this game. Wow. Um, so, wow. great performance by them. Um, Tommy DeVito's bigger than I thought he was. Mm. Like I saw, mm-hmm. They ran him a lot. They felt like they were running him uh, quite a few times. They did. At least more than I expected. <clears throat> and he looked, he looked kind of big out there on the run. He, there was also something happened in this game that wound up being a trend for the weekend, which was quarterbacks getting hit in the head as they were going down to slide. Mm. Yeah. And there was a nasty one in this game where, yeah, like where he went, off. he gave himself up, he went down, and the Saints player was just like, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> and just Saints. knocked him, just whacked him. Um, yeah. That, this happened in quite a few games this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah. I saw the Josh Allen one. Mm. Uh, the uh, Chiefs played the Patriots in a closer game than they expected. Because mm. uh, Patriots came out to play, man. <laughs> they get, they were keeping it close. Even got a pick on Mahomes. Um, did, but I think they much. got – did they get two picks on Mahomes? Oh, yeah, two picks on Mahomes, yeah. Well, one of them – Technically, was it wasn't his they, fault. One, one of them, they technically picked off Kadarius Tony, who basically just like I mean, he yeah, continues to be there, such a punchline um, for this team. Um, you know, the early season drops, the lining up offsides last week, and this week he bobbles a catchable ball right into the hands. Basically, just it's almost like he handed it to the DB for the interception. And I know that they have been trying to defend. Kadarius Tony all week. Um, no more. But you just got to bench this clown yeah. and let the rest yeah. of the whiteout room just rid themselves of this cancer. He's just, yeah. he's not a serious, he, you were not a serious people. <laughs> you, you, he's just not. You are not serious people. To me, that is see, curious. Did you see in the Dolphins game, uh, mm. Robbie Chosen? I know I keep bringing up Dolphins game. <laughs> Yes, Robbie I did Chosen see that. goes up to the line. It made me think about it with Kadarius Tony. Mm. He points at the ref or the line judge. Points at him. Doesn't get confirmation that he's on he's on sides. The guy comes onto the field trying to get his attention, telling him to back up. The mm. uh, line judge, mm. Robbie Chosen, doesn't pay attention and he gets the flag for uh, offsides. Mm. And it just that's that. probably exactly what Tony did. Point mm. at him. Don't get confirmation. No, no, no. They, they showed that he didn't even look. But right. you know what I mean. It's, yeah. It was like, well, I guess that's what they do. Maybe they are talking to him more than I thought. Mm. Mm-hmm. He tried his best. He's like, oh well, I guess I got to throw a flag on you. Sure. Ah, so. Yeah. Um, besides Rasheed Rice, who bowled the fuck out nine yeah. for ninety one and a touchdown, um, and the touchdown pass coming from my man from Marietta, uh, Jarek <laughs> McKinnon. How about that, former quarterback? Um. <laughs> But Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. W- welcome back. 
Man, I mean, he's only five a, seven. He jumped out of the damn stadium to catch that ball. <laughs> he climbed the ladder to by, go get what that. What an effort by Mahomes too to put it there. I mean that 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 was picture perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah. You're right. The Patriots played really well early, um, but the better team, the cream, just yeah. kind of rose to the top, um, yeah. and the Chiefs were able to overcome some of the mistakes and uh, and just take this football game. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Speaking of taking the game, the Rams, goddamn. Mm. They came out. They look good, man. I'm sorry. I I hate to do this, but my, I mean, again, it has to be said. It's not. My, I know it, it's not my fault that Matthew Stafford went to the University of Georgia. I'm just pointing out a, a I hate literal to do fact. This. <laughs> I didn't tell him to play for the University of Georgia. I did not tell him to do that. But but they look technically, good, he is my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford. He was out here dealing these throws, yeah. the arm angles, the way yeah. he slings it. Ooh. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks, man. Jeez. Bruh. Reminds guy, me of Brett Favre, the way he plays, man. He's so good. He's so good. He's a gamer, too. Love it. Absolutely. And also, like, this guy, Kieran Williams. Man. Who, I mean, where was this guy on the depth chart when the when the season started? I have no idea, but this guy has been an absolute revelation. He is so good at his job. 27 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um Ron Rivera got to be going, huh? Yeah, I'd say so. I wonder if they stick with the staff and like bring up like promote Eric Bieniemy and see what happens. <laughs> I really hope so. I, I mean, I just think for the sake of like, let's just see this, man. Like, Bienemy is that guy who just can't, for whatever reason, get the job. Like, I, I just want to see if he's good at it. Yeah, I'm curious too. I saw the uh, one thing that stood out when I watched the uh, Hard Knocks. I was watching the end season Hard Knocks, and the Dolphins mm -hmm. played the Commanders, and I had mm -hmm. never really heard Eric Bienemy talking. Mm -hmm. And then he comes up to Tyreek Hill and he just starts talking to him about, you know, catching up because they were together in Kansas City. And I was like, man, he's got this like, he had like a presence. Like it was like respect. Um, mm. And like, I don't know. I mean, Tyreek Hill seems like a, like he tried, this type of person that's like personable and all that shit too. So mm. it was like, hmm, I wonder if this it felt like a coach. I wonder mm. how it would work out. I want to see it. <clears throat> yeah, Ron Rivera too. will definitely be gone at the end of the season for sure. Yeah. Interested to see what they do. But uh, this is another Coach of the Year candidate, I think, is Sean McVay. Mm. I think these Coach of the Years, they got to think more about instead of getting some strong team 
to a 13 and 1 record or whatever, maybe these guys who got dealt a bad hand and were predicted to win five games. I remember at the, he had a press conference and they mm. told him the over under was five or, or four or something like that that they had. And mm-hmm. he was like, damn, really? <laughs> In the press conference. And wow. With nobody, they were trying to figure out if he was saying, ah, I don't know if we'll get that or, oh, that's, that's low, that's disrespectful. But mm. either way, he's already outperformed it. Mm. So, yeah. Shouts to him, man. He's part of that. I don't know if you know, but he's part of that Shanahan tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> All the best coaches, man. All the best coaches. Speaking, speaking of Shanahan. Uh, uh, we got another one from on. that let's, let's move on to the the original nut from that tree. Uh <laughs> San Francisco 49ers beat up on the Cardinals 45 yeah. to 29. Uh, a lot of points, was, though. Yeah, it 29. was pretty close. Pretty close at halftime, but then the, the 49ers separated themselves. Yeah. The 49ers, they were so wide open in this game. Debo had a touchdown yeah. grab with nobody in sight. McCaffrey had a long one where he catches the ball, falls down. Yeah. It takes him like three seconds just to get up, yeah. and he still like a has horror time. Movie. To, <laughs> and then he just gets up and walks into the end zone. Uh, this was yeah. this is a terrible performance uh, by the. But then they'll say Brock sure. Brady's the best quarterback in the league. It's like get out of here, man. Yeah, whatever. I'm annoyed by this, man. Sixteen for twenty five. Sixteen for twenty five. Yeah. Two hundred forty two yards is good. Four touchdowns, obviously, is good. But if you look at it, I, I, there's no way he's more valuable. And right now, it's a, they're saying he's like the odds-on favorite to win MVP. If he wins MVP, get the fuck out of here. I honestly think – I'm actually – this is on my radar. I'm a little annoyed by this, and maybe it's just because it's the end of the season. But I think the MVP conversation is so stupid most of the stupid. time. And yeah. it's mostly recency bias. Like mm-hmm. last week, everybody was crowning Dak Prescott. Uh, and yep. now after Monday Night Football, everyone's saying, oh, Lamar Jackson – yeah. And I'm like, and and, yep. and su- after Sunday night football uh, or whenever that game was, it mm. was uh, 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 Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. They're talking I, about just... Josh Allen is like, no, Josh Allen is not going to be MVP. No, in that game, <laughs> which is the next game we're talking about, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's um, the next game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that game, he has 94 yards. They mm. threw. He threw the ball 15 times. And only completed seven of those passes. So, so what are we talking about? I, I mean, they 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 cracked the code. Great job, great effort, great defensive effort by the uh, mm. Buffalo Bills. But th- that doesn't mean Josh Allen is the reason. He no. is still the okay. face of the team. He's still the best player on the team. But let's get the fuck out of here with that, man. Let's uh, let's frame this properly, okay? Okay. The Bills beat the Cowboys thirty-one to ten. They just they curb stomped the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. But the question is, how did they do it? Was it a big time Stefan Diggs day? Nope. Nah. <laughs> Maybe Gabe Davis, Stalton Kincaid combo? Nope. Uh, okay. okay. It must have been Josh Allen passing to someone. Or running. Josh Allen running, maybe. Sure. But with only seven completions on fifteen pass attempts. No. This game, 
right here belongs to one man and one man only. Do you back up the grapefruit truck? Because I'm talking about my man, former Bulldog, James Cook, who had the best fucking game of his NFL career. 25 carries, 179 yards, a, a touchdown, plus two receptions, 42 yards, and another touchdown. My guy, Cook, dropped an anvil yeah. on the Cowboys. This yes. guy was it was amazing. He, he was like a warm knife going through mm-hmm. hot, going through butter. Yeah. In this game, it was like the way he managed to navigate and the way that he's managed to come on in the last like two or three yep. weeks they to, become, to become the running back that the Bills have always needed. And all it took was for them to believe. And and, and the and way that they're starting. Dorsey. <clears throat> they got rid like, of Ken Dorsey, man, and started and running the quit, ball. And quit fucking around in the red zone, acting like yeah. a, a running back like James, thinking that a running back like James Cook is not big enough to be your red zone back is fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. you, you saw the tape, you drafted him. Mm. This is the way they used him in Georgia. Like you, you watch, you watch the fucking tape. Like you, you drafted him for that reason. And then you don't use him for that purpose. And to me, mm. like aside from the running part, I mean, that hands catch on the receiving touchdown yeah. where the ball is low down by mm-hmm. his knees, and yep. he gets his two hands down there. Yep. Boom. In the hands, catches it right there. I was like, how did he catch that? Because And they were like, oh, Josh Allen, well, what a play. No, dude. I was like, that's it's James a bad Cook. throw, and he, and he makes the big, great play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm just Kudos. saying. It's not my fault he went to Georgia. It's just it's my, <laughs> it's my job. It's literally yeah. my job to point Your this job out. Your job to point it out, yeah. I don't know where everybody yeah. else went to college, to be fair, but whatever, you know. Well, you you pointing it out. That's like the only points that are uh, <laughs> for the ja- – it's more points than the Jaguars were able to squeeze out against the uh, Ravens. That's true. I probably have made more Bulldogs references yes. in this pod than the Jaguars have points. I agree. Yes, man. <laughs> where are you at on Trevor Lawrence? Mm. Remember he was the uh, – prototypical can't miss generational quarterback and needless to say he's not that that he was I'll, I'll tell you be. where I'm at I'm at a point where I think that Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback mm-hmm. but I think I've seen enough to know that he does not deserve the title of generational quarterback yeah he's with a he's with a really good offensive mind that was able to get Carson Wentz on the MVP level. I think it's one of those. I think it's like one of those things where when a guy like Patrick Mahomes comes into the league, who Mm -hmm. is a true generational quarterback um, year after year, the media just can, they they just cannot wait to find the next one. Mm. Um, I just watch this. I obviously I follow hockey quite a bit. I mean, for years, every year, Oh, this guy could be the next Gretzky, and it's like, mm. and there's only one Gretzky. It's just, exactly. It's just there's only one. Um, there's a reason why, you know, they retire numbers in the in the yeah. NHL, and, yeah. and there's only one number that's retired for all 32 teams league wide, and it's number 99. Because, Damn. He, even for the teams that he doesn't has never played for, nobody's allowed to wear that number because. Damn. He's the greatest player to ever play the game, period. There's not going to be another Gretzky. It's just a 
it's just a, it, it, it's a it's a thing that happened at a particular time. These generational quarterbacks do not come around every year. Trevor Lawrence yep. is not one of them, um, and it'll take you know it'll take years. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I will say this: great performance by the Ravens on both sides of the ball. Okay. Yeah. My man, and again, I'm sorry, but I former Bulldog Roquan Smith <laughs> defense was in full attack mode. Okay, yeah. and of yeah. course Lamar Jackson, uh, former Louisville player. I do know where he went to college. Yeah. Uh, he was like an absolute <laughs> fucking wizard. That I mean, that, that the way he avoided that sack and then hits Isaiah Likely, who's in double coverage. And did you yeah. see the? Did you see the uh, the third? They showed the replay. They the the final clip. They show the guy. He he tries to sack him. He misses. Lamar gets away. He throws the ball and he gets hit. Right as he throws the ball, and the defenseman who 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 sat who tackled him. He's just looking at Lamar, and you can read his lips through his helmet. He he goes, how. How? How did you do that? <laughs> it was like the ultimate respect. It. it was really, really cool. It was just like how like it must be so frustrating to play against this guy. Yeah. Uh I don't think yeah, anyone expected the Jags to win this game, but look, nah. they're in a bit of trouble here. Yep. They're de- they're not playing their best football. They're banged mm-hmm. up. And while they are still technically sitting at the top of the AFC South due to three straight losses, everyone done caught up to them. The Jags, they Colts, peaked at the wrong time. Jags, Colts, and Texans are all now sitting at eight and six. So mm. this division, which looked like it was going to be a cakewalk for the Jags, is going to turn out to be a real nail biter. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> who would have thought the Titans would be at the bottom mm. before the season started? Not me. Who picked them to win it? Also, sad news for the Ravens. They lose Keaton Mitchell for the year to a knee, oh, yeah. knee injury. Um, apparently, this bad. is so bad they didn't show the replay. I haven't seen it. I've seen um, a still shot. I can see it oof. if you want. But his leg no, basically you. goes backwards. Yeah, hyper. Like it was. Yeah, he was just running too. He like tried to do a move and get stuck in the in the grass. Oh. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> final game, an upset. Hmm. The sexiest game of the week turned out to be quite the uh, sexy game. Bird yeah, battle. Sexy <coughs> <laughs> yes, it was a bird battle. And the, uh, I, have a, I have a question. Uh-huh. Do the Eagles deserve the 2023 Fool's Gold Award? Mm, we should give that out every year. <laughs> We've been calling for their demise. I'm at the point now that I'm feeling like uh, the late great uh, uh, damn, what's his name? Old coach from the from the Cardinals. But they are who we thought they were. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, I feel like Fuck. I'm feeling like him. Kingsbury. That's not Kingsbury. I said late great. He died. The guy who. This guy. But they are who oh. we thought they were. I can't oh. remember. Dennis that- uh, something. I forget. Oh, uh, I was just thinking that Cliff Kingsbury should be dead. Sorry. <laughs> um, just given that record that he has. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, Dennis Green, that's his name. I had to look right. it up. 
Uh, but uh, I feel like that. They are who we thought they were because I've been calling for it. I've been like, I, when I'm looking at it, it doesn't look like they're a top team. And then they figure it out at the end, and it catches up to them. This is like that mm-hmm. uh, our fool's gold team a couple years ago was the Steelers. Then we had the Vikings that were fool's gold. And now it felt like this year, is it the Eagles? But it felt like they were figuring it out. They they made their way through Jalen Hurts' uh, injuries. And uh, he's back seemingly healthy because he was the mm-hmm. only thing working. In the game, mm. and uh, mm. they still couldn't figure it out. Yeah, Seahawks that's a good point. ran the motherfucking ball down their throats. Right, Kenneth Walker, who wasn't supposed to be able to run the ball on the Eagles, just ran it through a motherfucker's face. I, I mean, nineteen for eighty-six and a really nice touchdown run where he was cutting and juking and directing blockers like he was fucking yeah. Steven Spielberg or something like out there going, "You over there, <laughs> you over there," and. I, I, it was just really fascinating to see. And then Drew Locke, that final drive, those two big-time catches by DK yeah. and Metcalf, and then a perfect throw, an even better fingertip catch by Jackson Smith. I mean, yeah. wow. Nails yes. in the clutch. Drew Locke, yeah. who would have thought? Um, uh, Pete Carroll told us he had two starting quarterbacks last year. He said that, and he carried he them over into this year, and it looks like he was right. We didn't listen. No, <laughs> we didn't listen. Uh, Unbelievable. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. Uh, the uh, the Eagles got some soul searching to do. Mm. Losing to the Cowboys and losing to the Forty uh, ers thats one thing. But you shouldn't lose to these Seahawks. I don't think mm-hmm. who are soft on in their own right on defense, and the Eagles couldn't take advantage of it. Every time they got to third and one, we all knew what was going to happen, and they did. The uh, tush push, or oh. the whatever they call it, Liberty Bell. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, one of them, they got called for offsides. I think that's what's going to be the thing they're going to start doing. Mm. They call for or call yeah offsides on uh, one of the Eagles players. So I mean, I go after that. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm a little worried. But I will say this: as a neutral fan, mm. um, I do think. Sirianni deserves hell yeah some credit for yeah. his ability in the past to make adjustments uh and win football games. So I I'm not yep. as much as I want to call them fool's gold, I'm not completely giving up no. on them yet. I think they're still going to be a tough out in the playoffs. It's because of the standard that we've all put them at as a like <laughs> They were the Super Bowl favorites when the season started. Mm. Even though San Francisco had has the best roster in the league. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, no, the Eagles are going to do it. And they're, everybody's loves this tush-push thing, and that's like part of it too. So they're just like, they have this unstoppable thing. But that unstoppable thing, it's not like the Wildcat when that was the unstoppable thing. Because mm. Wildcat would get you fucking <laughs> 12, 15, year, like chunk yards down the field. Tush-push is going to get you extra downs. And then you got to figure something out to do. So, and Hurts throwing the ball, he didn't look that great. Mm-mm. Seventeen for seventeen for thirty one, yeah. hundred forty three yards, two picks, no touchdowns. I mean, no. he had some uh, some short hoppers. He scored on a on a, a sneak earlier in the game, but I was like, I don't know, man. Um, it didn't look that convincing. Of a, uh, I feel like they'll still figure it out. 
I'm not. I don't put it past them. They can in a game, like you said, these adjustments and stuff. I wouldn't mm. worry, but with the standard that was set, maybe they are a fool's goal. But they might also be one of those teams that peaked at the wrong time as well. Yeah, they peaked week three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's that's all. That's all the games we've gone through them now, and uh, I feel like we can. You want to hop into these uh, superlatives and get out of here? Let's do it. All right. I can go first with the other you want to. Um, It doesn't matter. All right. Oh, shit. I was looking for this the whole. Marcus Mariota. I was looking for that so I could say (laughs) that if Justin Fields came to your team, he would be the best quarterback since. Marcus (laughs) Mariota. <laughs> I couldn't find it, man. Sometimes I'm blind. I was like, did I delete that? I know I kept it around. It's oh, funny. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get it. Let's get it going. The uh, my real MVP, is Baker Mayfield. Mm. I remember not too long ago when the Bucks went after Baker Mayfield. Everybody, including me, laughed at this pickup. I attributed it to the Bucks building their roster through free agency in order to get that Super Bowl, and now they were going to have to just bite the bullet and try to figure it out. I thought it was a disservice to Todd Bowles, and yet another example of giving a black coach a shit deal. It never crossed my mind that Baker Mayfield could be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. I should have known that there was something there when he was a quarterback that the almighty Sean McVay went after on short notice when Stafford went down last year. Former Bulldog, Matthew Stafford. (laughs) Then on half an hour of practice and a snicker bar, he won them a game. I knew he was a gamer. I knew he was marketable. But on Sunday, he showed us peak Baker. The white Geno legend just keeps growing. 22 for 28, 381 yards, and four tutties. Jeez, Baker, save some for the rest of the league. The doubters make it a redemption story, but I'm certain Baker knew it all along. So for week 15, Baker Mayfield. You the real MVP. Mm, nice. Well, it very much deserved. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my MVP is going to go to a former player, a man who had three Pro Bowls over 14 seasons. A man who was part wide receiver, part punt returner. As a receiver, he only had 337 receptions for 4,211 yards and 25 touchdowns. But as a punt returner, he had 282 returns for 3,317 yards and six touchdowns. Throw in another 3,000 yards and two touchdowns on kickoff returns. What you have is a man who is known for his shoes as much as he is for his dance moves. <laughs> I'm talking about my man, former Falcon and Euler, Billy White Shoes Johnson, who this week was inducted into the Titans slash Oilers Ring of Honor. Played for the Oilers from 1974 to 1980, and then he came to my Atlanta Falcons in 82. He also he had a year in there where I think he played in the Canadian Football League or something, and then he came to the mm-hmm. Falcons. Uh, and he came in to light up the heart and imagination of a nine-year-old version of yours truly. Um, this dude was the most fun and exciting player of my childhood. You just never knew when he was going to rip off an insane punt return. Punts are normally like a formality, 
But in Atlanta, from 1982 to 1987, punt returns were an opportunity as long as Billy White Juice Johnson was on the field. Not sure if this is 100% true, but Johnson is also credited with maybe not inventing, but certainly popularizing the touchdown celebration. Um, So in some ways, you could argue that this man basically changed the game. Mm. I love the guy. And I think it was cool to see that he got. He's probably never going to get into the Hall of Fame, so stick him in the ring of honor. You the real MVP. Uh, who's your trash? I really tried to avoid this. I know that most people are tired of me complaining about the Falcons, but this, and I'll keep it short this week regarding trash. There's objectively no other correct answer, in my opinion. I, I'm not going to unravel this pile of shit. I know that they're trash. You know that they're trash. The rest of the world knows that they're trash. Get them out of here. Bury them in a hole. Cover them up and let the rain come down and maybe it'll grow into something else next year. Something that preferably doesn't look like trash. Uh, Yeah, Mm. the Falcons are my trash. Damn. Here's my trash. Uh, Oh, I didn't say the uh, you are trash part. You are trash! (laughs) The writing's on the wall. We knew the Chargers were going to fire Brandon Staley after the season was over. It would be a dignified send-off, kind of like they did with Anthony Lynn. We all knew it was past due, but we accepted it. All Staley had to do was just keep being regular bad at his job, and then he'd be let go and give a speech about how grateful he is for the Spanos family and his time in L.A. and the fans and all that jazz. But no! That wouldn't be enough for Brandon Staley. He had to do it the Staley way. This defensive coach had to go out and get three, I'm sorry, 63 points hung on his team by a Raiders team that, mind you, went scoreless the week before. Side note, (laughs) side note, the guy who held that team scoreless was a head coach last year and got fired before Brandon Staley. This game was embarrassing. Everything went wrong for the Chargers. The Justin Herbert perfume wasn't available this game to distract from the shit scent that's all over the place. And it was evident that Brandon Staley has been in over his head for almost three seasons and carried by this quarterback. The fans deserve better. The players deserve better. And for the last time, I bid farewell to Brandon Staley with the reminder that, sir, you are trash. Nice. Way to put an exclamation point on it. <laughs> you know, kick him on, on the way out. Uh, my shit got learned. There's a new who knows call out there made by referees, and it's mm. intentional grounding. What the fuck is intentional grounding now? This is such a – oh, my God. This is such a great point. Go on. Growing up, I felt like it was a very rare call. I don't remember that many intentional groundings. I knew what it was because I saw it once or twice or whatever, but it's not – it wasn't common growing up, and it's not super common these days, but it still feels unclear. So here's the official definition of intentional grounding. Mm. It's a foul for intentional grounding if a passer facing an imminent loss of yardage because of pressure from the defense throws a forward pass without a realistic chance of completion. A realistic chance of completion is defined as a pass that is thrown in the direction uh, of and lands in the vicinity of an originally eligible receiver. 
I take mm. this as a quarterback trying to reset the play because the play's not going to work. It's like a just like cheating. This is another one of those calls that's left up to interpretation of the referee, and that's where the trouble always begins. I watched the Dolphins game, of course, and Zach Wilson got in trouble pretty much the entire game because that's what he does. And he just threw the ball at the feet of a blocking running back or a tight end whenever he got in trouble. And I've seen that call before with the referee saying that since the player is engaged in a block, then it's still grounding. It doesn't say that in the rules anywhere, but that's how it was explained to me by a referee when I see my team get penalized. And that would mean a few incompletions from Sunday should have been intentional grounding, but of course it's not because the ref said it's somebody that was eligible. It's so much interpretation by the referee, and passing is so prevalent in the leads today that it needs to be ironed out exactly what the fuck intentional grounding in is because it's definitely not clear. That's my shit got learned is that we still don't know what intentional grounding is. I couldn't agree more. It's so inconsistent. I saw this in a few other games this week too, where it was just like, and Isak and I have been arguing about this for not arguing, but complaining about this for weeks. It's like, I don't even know what it is Yeah. because in one game, it feels so clear that that was it. And then uh, you see it in another game and they don't call it. Or he's getting sacked and then trying to throw it when he gets sacked, (laughs) but then it's affected. And it's like, they gotta they gotta iron this out, man. Yeah, it's stupid. Cause it's a huge penalty. What is it like? Yeah. Is loss it like down, 15, ten yards? It's ten, 10 yards, yards and, loss and a loss of down. It's like, yeah. guys, you if you're gonna be handing out loss of down penalties, you need to figure or that if shit it, out. Or if it happens and a div, and they don't call it, mm. and it is intentional grounding, the defense mm. could have taken somebody out of field goal range and make them have to kick the field goal if it's third down. You know what it's I'm weird too because like you throw it. I know this isn't really part of the conversation, but it's like spiking the ball when you're out of timeouts. Yeah, how's that not intentional grounding? You know what no, I mean? It's uh, it's in the rule. It's it's, it's mentioned in the rule. I, I understand that, but I just say I'm just saying. Just but from if you were pure... to, if you were to hold it, if you were to hold it and don't, you have to spike it immediately. <clears throat> no, I know, but if... I'm just saying like it is like the most literal definition you are intentionally throwing the ball to the ground. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just, it just feels weird. Like sort the shit out, bro. It's like, it's yeah. so stupid. I hate it. Um, my shit got learned was Raiders history, baby. That's the shit I learned. <laughs> Vegas scored 63 points in a 42 point win over the chargers. The most points scored in a game in Raiders franchise history. Vegas scored 42 points in the first half just four days after being shut out, as you mentioned. That's Mm -hmm. the most points by any team in NFL history in the following game after being shut out of a game. The 63 points given up were the most points ever given up by the Chargers. Uh, And the 42-point loss was the third biggest defeat in franchise history. Eight different players scored for the Raiders in this win. Tied for the most by any team since the L.A. Rams in 1950. Trey Tucker was the only player to score multiple touchdowns for Vegas. You had a man, former Bulldogs, Amir White, Jacoby Myers, (laughs) Michael Mayer, Devontae Adams, Brandon Bolden, John Jenkins, Jack Jones. score. Every player with with a scrimmage touch scored a touchdown except for Amir Abdullah. And had defensive player, too. And that's the thing. We we kind of overlooked that when we talked about this game. Like, you had a thick six 
from Big John Jenkins. Yeah. And that pick six by Jack Jones oh my might have been the most beautiful pick six I've ever seen in my life. One hand. Reading the screen, picking it off, through, almost ran past it. Flying through <laughs> the air, catching with one hand. That, I mean, it was like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Myers, also, <laughs> Jacoby Myers threw and caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. The first player to do that for the franchise since Marcus Allen in 1983. I, I mean, him. it. And the 42 point victory for Antonio Pierce was the largest ever by an interim head coach. Wow, a lot of history made in this game, man. And you got Brandon Staley fired. I mean, <laughs> like, what more could you ask for? Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, I'm putting some spec. Hmm. I'm putting some spec on uh, Cook and that Buffalo run game. I feel like uh, everybody's making it about Josh Allen, but I think it's smart of Joe Brady. It's Joe Brady, right? No. Mm. Mm. I forget who that new guy is. Whoever that new coordinator is was smart. Take the ball out of Allen's hands until you really need it in his hands and let Allen be almost a decoy and let the running game cook, man. No pun intended. And they sure did, and Cook went off, and uh, they're going to have to. Where did he go to college? Is this the song from Georgia, the college song? Uh, it is. The hell with Georgia Tech. I mean... <laughs> I can't, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. So uh, you're, they're going to have to – people thought that Buffalo couldn't run the ball. All they had to worry about is the pass game. Now they're more balanced, and they're scarier than ever. So they're telling everybody. Put some respect on my name. <clears throat> What's your spec? My spec is for Sean P. Stellato. Ooh. Tommy DeVito's agent broke the internet last week. Uh, the fact that he looked exactly how we would imagine with pinstripe <laughs> suit, gold chains, and the fedora was not only hilarious, but very quickly rivaled the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey narrative as the most interesting off-field story of 2023 NFL season. Mm-hmm. In the days that followed, I'm not going to lie, I kind of fell into a Sean Stellato rabbit hole and I got to say, there is a lot more to this guy than I think most people realize. This is not just some dude who looks like he became DeVito's agent because he grew up like down the street. Mm. This guy is a dude who has been around the block. A guy who represents several NFL players, most of them late rounders, and in a lot of cases, just undrafted nobodies. Mm. Um the guys that none of the big agents want and he goes out and he pounds the table. This dude is an underdog hustler and his backstory for anyone who's interested is amazing. Um, I'm not going to dive into it completely here, but he, on top of all of this, this is a guy who just got recently inducted into the national Italian American sports hall of fame, which I got to be honest, I did not know existed, and I'm a little annoyed that I have not been called myself. <laughs> I don't know if they know that I was a three-time state champion soccer player 
uh, as a kid, grew up in an Italian family, but whatever. Uh, this guy's inducted yeah, into right. the Italian Sports Hall of Fame with guys like Vince Lombardi, Joe Montana, wow. uh, Frank, Franco Harris, Joe DiMaggio, Rocky Marciano. And now you got Sean Stellato. This guy has an amazing backstory. He's got you go look him up on Wikipedia. He's got his own website. This guy writes children's books. He's also written a book about his high school football team that has now been optioned to be turned into either a movie or a TV series. I can't remember. Um, but he's a fascinating dude. He's very, very interesting and a lot more than just like some guy who looks like he fell off of the set of Sopranos. Um, interesting guy. Put some respect on my name. All right, uh, scariest AFC team. I'm still going with Buffalo. <clears throat> yeah, they're the team I do not want to play right now. Yeah, agreed. The scariest NFC team. I'm saying Niners. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right, man. We did it again, man. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Skiff. Thank you. Congratulations well done, to you man. as well. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, week 15 is in the books. Thank you all for checking it out. We'll be back to talk about uh, what we think is going to happen week 16. So stay tuned for that. Until then, it's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip Musara. With SpinFL. Peace. Later, y'all. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.